knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall also raise up us by Jesus and shall present us with you for all things for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God, for which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inner man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, he says, our light affliction, your spirit will speak which is to us. but for a moment work for us a far more an exceeding and eternal weight of glory which we will look not at this, the now. things which are seen but at the things which are not seen God the things which are seen are temporal but the things which are not seen are eternal and I believe that the Lord Jesus gave these apostles these disciples a vision or a glimpse into the things that are eternal prepare them for the future and what it might bring. And so coming down from the mountain, they asked the Lord and said, Dear ones, with the Lord's help, I'd like why to read from the book of Matthew again. Why then say the scribes Matthew chapter 17? Why then the the say the scribes Matthew, that Elias the must according to first Matthew come? Chapter 17. Now that verse sort of strikes me because it says, why do the scribes say this? Today we would say, well, how come it's written in this book that Elijah must And after come? six days Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John. How come the prophet Malachi said this? To them it was, why do the scribes say it? And his face did shine as the sun. You know, we have a blessing today. His raiment was we have the word. As we the can light. refer to the word. We've got behold, a right there appeared us. unto him. Moses, we can check Elias, and double check. We don't have to wait the next time we see the preacher. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make so here three that. tabernacles, one for thee, Book of Elijah. one for Elijah, Moses, and one for Elijah. Book of Malachi, should I say. While he yet spake, behold, Chapter four. <clears throat> a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice of the cloud which said, this it says in verse 4 of chapter 4, the last book of the Old Testament, Remember ye the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him, and they fell on their face with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, Lest them say, come, tell the vision to no man until the Son of Man be risen again from the dead. So the prophet Malachi and his disciples asked him, saying, Why then say the scribes and the scribes read this first come? And the scribes were teaching and the people, Jesus Elijah's answered, come. And said unto them, Elias truly shall first come and restore all. And things. so they asked Jesus this but question. But I say unto you that Elias is come already, and they knew him not, but have done unto him whatsoever and Jesus they says. Likewise shall also the Son of Man answered them and said, Elijah, then Elias, the disciples understood that he spake unto them truly of John the Baptist, shall first come and, and restore they all things. Come to the so he's not disagreeing with the prophets. To him he's not disagreeing with the understanding of that say, Elijah will come. Lord have mercy on my son. He will come. For he is lunatic. And he'll restore and all things. He'll bring a restoration. times he falleth into the fire. And what was and Elijah in mainly in known for? And I brought was him the defense to of the, the Lord disciples, God. and they could not cure him. That he will defend the law of God. Then he Jesus bring back into said, the nation of Israel, Israel this generation. law. How long shall I be with you? So he, it's going to happen one I day. You? Bring hither 
him hither to me. You know, there is some speculation, that's all I'm going to say, that two of the witnesses that will come in the book of Revelation, it says, two witnesses, some are really speculating it could be Elijah. And Jesus said unto them, because of your Because of the prophecy. For if if you have... So maybe that's what Jesus is referring to. But then he goes on and says, "You shall say unto." But I say unto you that Elijah, Elias, is come already. He has been here, and nothing shall be impossible. And they didn't know him; they didn't recognize him. But have done to him whatsoever they wanted. Jesus said unto them, "The Son of Man shall be betrayed into the hands of men, and they shall kill him. And the third day he shall be raised." As they did with Elijah. And so shall they do sorrow. with me. And when they were come, what did they do to Elijah? They that received tribute came to Peter and said, Then the disciples understood your master that he spake unto them of John the Baptist. And he saith, Yes. John the Baptist when he came, into came the house, in the spirit of he Elijah. He was coming to the house. Jesus prevented him, saying, him. What thinkest thou, Simon, of whom do the kings he of told the earth Herod, custom or tribute. The law says, "Thou shalt not commit adultery." Strangers. He tried to restore that law to Herod, who was part Jew. Jesus saith unto him, "Who knew the law?" Are the children free? And he didn't want to hear the voice of God, so he got rid of it. The sea and cast in hook, and take up the fish that first cometh up. Especially his wife didn't want to see that. Thou shalt find a piece of money, conscience of Israel can give. Unto them, so me at the birthday and the of the, the uh, was it Herod's birthday? They gave to him. A wish. He gave a Jesus wish, is into it was, and she a good portion of his ministry by this time uh, for the head of John the. It Baptist was right after the revelation that Peter gave. Herod said, "Well, Jesus, what did I what did I promise?" But his disciples on the way to he went ahead and did it. Caesarea Philippi, beheaded whom do men say that I am? So he was saying, Elijah has come already. He could almost call Elijah like came a midterm exam, whatever they wanted with him. And you're going to do the same. Where they had the been following him around with the son of, of man. The previous chapter, Galilee, he already said Judea. that he'll be delivered to the and high priest, the chief priest. All of the experiences, and they're going to the miracles. And Peter said, No, it's not going to happen to you, Lord. It's not going to happen to you. In the middle of perhaps nowhere, Jesus, Jesus stopped said, and get thee behind me, Satan. You're an offense question to me. You're a, you're a snare. Do men you're a trap. You're being used by Satan to make me bypass and the cross. Some of them Something said, happened. some say that you are John the Baptist or you are Elijah. Others say you are Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Or inspiring to see that and he said the prophecies of God ye four hundred years before what was really trying to get at what in John do the you think? What have you learned? And they will continue to be fulfilled in the book of Revelation. And Simon Peter answered and said And when they were come the down Christ, from the mountain, the Messiah he's there was the some tumult, anointed there were people one that were of God making a lot of noise and some ran up to him and said, Lord of the um, living God. Have mercy on my son, he's lunatic. And, and Jesus answered and said unto him, him Blessed are thou, Simon, into the water, son of Jesus. And I brought him to your disciples, and, and they could not, not cure him. It unto you, and Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer they had you? Learned Bring him hither to me. 
as much as Simon was always sort of it is the one that was conclusively perhaps clear attributed the lack whom, of faith to whom Jesus was saying uh, being this. very impetuous, very quick to answer, now very, I, being the very first one to, to react speaking to, his disciples. to any situation. It doesn't yes, say there's one thing I could imagine he was speaking that he, to his disciples. He got right. Remember back in chapter and ten of Matthew, he gave them power over demons, over told evil this. spirits, Although to cure, to perform miracles. He gave them power. What God has given us, our, and our, he came our ability to reason, but this reason is not when a whole lot of uh, was being raised. That is and accusations were made that the disciples could not cast out the devil. Fact, he said, "Oh, faithless fact that we need to find out how long." And the I fact be, is that Jesus Christ, how long must I suffer God. your lack of faith? And when Christ, they came to them in many ways, himself, they asked Jesus why. Proved to why them that, we could not that he was no ordinary out. man. Through his miracles, he says, through his works, through his authority, <clears throat> because of your unbelief. And Peter got it right. He, he, For verily I say, Christ, you have the, the Messiah, of of mustard seed. and he shall say unto at the same son, time, the Son of the Living God. To place, this is what the early church. Many Nothing in the early church couldn't be understand, be and there were many heretical teachings unto. going on. How be it this because there were some that believed that Christ was a prophet, and but he was not the Son of God. Even Christians, not so Muslims like came six hundred and fifty years later. But the Christians amongst the the, the so called Christians of that time, there were some were saying that yes, Jesus was the Son of the Carpenter. Yes, he did a lot of how many miracles things, but he could not have been the Messiah. Because the Messiah would not have corrupted himself with the uh, earthly, would not have been touched with the earthly things. I certainly of wouldn't this want to be in their shoes. And, and I don't want to judge this anyone, sect. This is what a lot of these different the sects were called Gnostics that believed. Because Jesus gives us commands today as well. revelation that you were Jesus gives you us received directly today. from God and didn't come from necessarily and from. Have we fulfilled the, um, the scriptures? But God, have we revealed to you directly? Do we have the and faith? And it's true. God reveals to you that we he chooses His word as the agent, and the Holy Spirit should have as His agent to which to impart to us that. We often knowledge. say, "Well, that was because Jesus was with them," but Jesus promised us. Many Peter observed well. the life of Jesus. He saw His works. He he in another place say, when Jesus is, let's pray um, for more. performed Jesus the miracle of the fishes. I believe does not come by prayer. This kind of faith. Does not come but by prayer. He can realize that this comes from something much higher than he is. And if there's something we can do more of. And it was on the heels of this event that Jesus now takes three of his disciples into a mount that have gone through and are going through great. Six days after that event, Jesus takes them into the very present mount. And Jesus took Peter, James, and John and brings them. Apart, separated from the other. It's one thing um, to fast nine, for our own selves, and he was transfigured. What about then? when someone else is he going was through transfigured, prayed, transformed in a them. special kind of a way that his face did shine, and it's his raiment was white as light. How much more? And there appeared the one before them the Moses and Elijah talking, and it was just amazing that Let's Peter that. could identify these two. Jesus Peter could identify two men which he had never seen before in his life. Shall kill him 
and the third day he shall be raised. Maybe there was some conversation going between the two where they were, one was addressing so, the other as Moses and one was addressing the other as Elijah. But for some reason, Peter identified the son of man was going to as be Moses and going Elijah. removed from their presence. But one thing and that is an amazing, do, another amazing revelation goes, of God when was people trying to the Holy understand the afterlife who was with them. What happens when somebody dies? The miracles in their midst. But he what happens will be in them. What happens to Sister Mariora that she's passed away this morning? Where and is she? When Jesus left the earth, you know, the Apostle Paul says they had in, to rely in on the, Holy the Spirit. book of Second uh, Corinthians, chapter five, I believe it is. He says, "When he's to be absent from the body, is to be present with the Lord." Assured that he will give all of his believers. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. To give them victory in this world. And though they buried Moses, they don't know where they buried May Moses. The Lord uh, impress upon his us. bones to this day we have not been identified faithful regardless of uh, how much we've been revealed he is with the Lord Jesus had a revelation from heaven or met not, him or rather believe the, his the whole group met them and he was in the presence of Jesus his word that his word and there was another man by the name of Elijah who never died for us Elijah did not die remember Elijah was taken away in a chariot of fire and he bade farewell to all his fellow prophets before he left. And he anointed uh, Elisha as his successor. But Elijah did not die. There was another man that didn't die, if you remember from the Old Testament. Enoch. It says, Enoch pleased the Lord. This is a testimony that Enoch had that he, ple- that he walked with God. And he pleased God. And God took him. And why... Why would God take Elijah and Enoch and leave, leave us behind? Some suffer greatly. Some go through many difficult situations in life. God knows. God knows. But we heard this morning that all things work for the good to them that are thee called. And we can't just give pet answers to why things happen in life and think, I've satisfied myself, now I know. All we know is that God knows. And I'll never forget the testimony of that, that one man that suffered so many years, I forget how many he was, 20 or 28, 29 years in soli- almost solitary confinement. And his first words when he came was released from solitary confinement in these communist prisons was not that, thank you God, for releasing me. But thank you, God, for being with me when I was there. That, to me, is a great comfort. Because it's not just a matter of, oh, let me just endure everything and then I'll be free. But when I'm going through my pain, through my suffering, that God is with me, that is so important that we understand. So he meets these three, and Peter is just overjoyed. He says, Lord, it's so good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Whether they were going to be like memorials, whether they wanted to live there forever, I don't know what was going through Peter's mind. But in some way he wanted to commemorate this experience and and said, let us build three tents 
I don't think he was thinking of the tent of the, the, the Moses, the tabernacle of Moses, but for three tents where they could stay there for a while and, and bask in the glory of God. And then it says, while he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud which says, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Now this, this sight was not unfamiliar to Moses because that's exactly how God descended into the tabernacle. He came in a, he was manifested to the children of Israel in a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. But when he descended into the, into the tabernacle, his glory was so great, known as his Shekinah glory was so great that when Moses had came back out of the tabernacle, he had to cover his face with a veil because it was blinding the people that saw him. That was the exceeding glory when one comes into the presence of God can be affected by. And says, when the disciples heard it, the voice, that is, of God, they fell on their face and were sore afraid. That was a story with uh, Jacob when he met God and wrestled with the angel. That was a story with Abraham when, he, when the, the angel went between the sacrifices in, in, in the book of Genesis. He saw this horror of darkness. They, they dreaded, they feared, they revered this, this great, magnificent being, God himself. And Jesus came and touched them. He touched them and said, Arise and be not afraid. One reason is because I'm with you. Jesus was with them. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no man and Jesus only. And this, this experience was so great that Peter penned this. Peter wrote this in his letter. And he referred to this experience he had in the mount when he was writing to the churches in general. He couldn't forget this experience in the mount. And I believe there was a reason God allowed these three to experience his glory. Perhaps one of the major reasons that God allowed these three to experience his glory is because they were going to need the faith that they attained through this experience in the coming days. They were going to need every ounce of faith, every ounce of loyalty, every ounce of commitment, every ounce of love for their God because of what was going to follow. If you remember... Uh, Peter was persecuted. He was running for his life. Uh, later on, legend tells us he was crucified. Uh, we know that John, uh, he was the only disciple, it seems, that did not die uh, through, through uh, martyrdom, but, but he lived through much persecution, exiled to the island of Patmos, and he was the one that was going to write the book of Revelation, finish off his gospel. But James the brother of Peter, was beheaded in the book of Acts, chapter 12, I believe, by Herod. 
And these trials that they went through, I believe God gave them the, the, the faith and the grace and the commitment through the glory he had revealed to them in this, in this uh, experience. And this experience was in some ways a foretaste of the resurrection. In some ways this is a foretaste of the resurrection because he saw Moses and Elijah. They saw Moses and Elijah were alive. <laughs> they were in alive in a spiritual sense. This They weren't dead and buried in the grave. They were resurrected. Um, in the book of uh, Corinthians... 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And I believe this is what the Apostle Paul was speaking about. You, you, you understand that even Paul, the Apostle, had a very special experience in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 where he says, It is not expedient or necessary for me to doubtless to glory, but I will come to visions also. You know, they came to visions. Paul came to a vision and revelation of the Lord. I knew a man in Christ 14 years ago, above 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell or whether outside of the body I cannot tell, God knows, such an one was caught up to the third heaven. And I knew a man, such a man, whether in the body I cannot really understand or discern, but God knows, that's the main thing how that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words which it is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such a man will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in my own infirmities, in my own sicknesses, in my own shortcomings. For though I would desire to glory, I will be a fool. If I was now to boast about this, I would be a fool. For I, I will say the truth, but now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seemeth to be, he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me, or lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. So the Apostle Paul had this heavenly experience, this vision, where he was taken up into the third heaven, and he saw things he wasn't allowed to speak. And even if he did, we wouldn't understand it. Why? Because God, I believe, was preparing him. The things that he told Ananias, I must show him how much he should suffer for my namesake. You know, when, when we feel down, and when we feel overburdened and, you know, when something or someone or what we hear or what we experience uh, really lifts us up, we think we can do it. We can make it. I have the faith. I have the courage. I have the boldness to keep going on. Because God gives us that what we need in the time that we need it. And that's why Jesus said, when you come before magistrates, when you come before kings, don't think what you shall say. Because God will, in that hour, Give you the words to speak. 
knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall also raise up us by Jesus and shall present us with you for all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God, for which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inner man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, he says, our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, which we will look not at this, the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And I believe that the Lord Jesus gave these apostles, these disciples, a vision or a glimpse into the things that are eternal to prepare them for the future and what it might bring. And so coming down from the mountain, they asked the Lord and said, why, is it, why then say the scribes and Eli, why then say the scribes that Elias must first come? Now that verse sort of strikes me because it says, why do the scribes say this? Today we would say, well how come it's written in this book that Elijah must first come? How come the prophet Malachi said this? To them it was, why do the scribes say it? You know, we have a blessing today. We have the word. We can refer to the word. We've got it right in front of us. We can check and double check. We don't have to wait for the next time we see the preacher. We have it in front of us. We can say, hmm, this is what Elijah said. So let's do that. Book of Elijah. Book of Malachi, should I say. Chapter 4. It says in verse 4 of chapter 4, the last book of the Old Testament, Remember ye the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. The prophet Malachi said Elijah was going to come. And the scribes read this, and the scribes were teaching the people Elijah's going to come. And so they asked Jesus this question. And Jesus says, answered them and said, Elijah, Elias, truly shall first come and restore all things. So he's not disagreeing with the prophets. He's not disagreeing with the understanding of it, that Elijah will come. He will come. And he'll restore all things. He'll bring a restoration. And what was Elijah mainly known for was the defense of the law of God. That he will defend the law of God. He will bring back into the nation of Israel, this law. So it's going to happen one day. 
You know, there is some speculation, that's all I'm going to say, that two of the witnesses that will come in the book of Revelation that says two witnesses, some are really speculating it could be Elijah because of the prophecy. So maybe that's what Jesus is referring to. But then he goes on and says, But I say unto you that Elijah, Elias, is come already. He has been here. And they didn't know him. They didn't recognize him. But have done to him whatsoever they wanted. Likewise shall also the Son of Man suffer of them. As they did with Elijah, so shall they do with me. What did they do to Elijah? Verse 13. Then the disciples understood that he spake unto them of John the Baptist. John the Baptist came in the spirit of Elijah and they killed him. He told Herod, the law says, thou shalt not commit adultery. He tried to restore that law to Herod who was part Jew, who knew the law. And he didn't want to hear the voice of God, so he got rid of it, he thought. Especially his wife didn't want to see that, that conscience of Israel. So at the birthday of the, the uh, was it Herod's birthday, they gave to him, a wish. he gave a, a wish, or whatever it was, and she charged or he, she asked uh, for the head of John the Baptist on a platter. Herod said, "Whoa, what did I, what did I promise?" But because of his promise, he went ahead and did it, and they beheaded John the Baptist. So he was saying, "Elijah has come already. Elijah came, and they did whatever they wanted with him. And you're going to do the same, the same thing." with the Son of Man. The previous chapter, he already said that thou will be delivered to the high priest, the chief priest, and they're going to kill him. And Peter said, no, it's not going to happen to you, Lord. It's not going to happen to you. And Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. You're an offense to me. You're a, you're a snare. You're a trap. You're being used by Satan to make me bypass the cross. It's not going to happen. Isn't it awe-inspiring to see that the prophecies of God uh, 400 years before were fulfilled in John the Baptist? And they will continue to be fulfilled in the book of Revelation. And when they were come down from the mountain, there was some tumult, there were people that were making a lot of noise and... Some ran up to him and said, Lord, um, have mercy on my son. He's lunatic and sore vexed, for oft times he falls into the fire and off into the water. And I brought him to your disciples, and they could not cure him. And Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. It is not conclusively clear as to who to whom Jesus was saying this 
Now, I, I could imagine that he was speaking to his disciples. It doesn't say, but I could imagine he was speaking that to his disciples. Remember back in chapter 10 of Matthew, he gave them power over demons, over evil spirits, to cure, to perform miracles. He gave them power, it says. And he came back to this chapter and when a whole lot of uh, tumult was being raised and accusations were made that the disciples could not cast out the devil, he said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be, be with you? How long must I suffer your lack of faith? When they came to them by themselves, they asked Jesus, why, why is it that we could not cast him out? He says, because of your unbelief. Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if you have the faith of a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. So it looks like verse 20 connects with verse 17. And Jesus was talking to the disciples. Your unbelief. How long shall I be with you? How many miracles do you need to see before you firmly believe? Uh, I certainly certainly wouldn't uh, want to be in their shoes. And I don't want to judge anyone. But this is what Jesus said to the disciples. Because Jesus gives us commands today as well. Jesus gives us commands today. And have we fulfilled them? Have we... Do we have the faith that we as disciples of God should have? We often say, well, that was because Jesus was with them. But Jesus promised us many things as well. Do we have the faith that these disciples have. All I can say is let's pray for more. That's what Jesus told them. This does not come but by prayer and fasting. This kind of faith does not come but by prayer and fasting. And if there's something we can do more of, is certainly this. And I'm sure there are many here that have gone through and are going through great trials every, at this very present hour and have been praying and fasting. It's one thing to fast for our own selves when we are going through difficulties, but what about when someone else is going through difficulties? Have we prayed and fasted for them? It's painful. But how much more is it painful for the one that's going through the trial? Let's think about that. Then Jesus once again said, The Son of Man shall be betrayed into the hands of men, and they shall kill him, and the third day he shall be raised again. And the disciples were exceeding sorrowful. The Son of Man was going to be killed. He was going to be removed from their presence. But one thing that he did do, he promised them when he goes, 
He will send unto them the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, who was with them, who worked a lot of miracles in their midst, but he promised will be in them. And then when Jesus left the earth, they had to rely on the Holy Spirit. And that's what we need to rely on. We need to rely on his word and the Holy Spirit. They're the two things that God has assured that he will give all of his believers to give them victory in this world, in this life. May the Lord impress upon us the, the need to be faithful regardless of how much we've been revealed, whether we've revealed a, had a revelation from heaven or not, but to believe his word enough, have faith enough in his word that his word will come to pass. And that would be the motivator for us, knowing what he has done for us. To him be the glory evermore. Amen.